Tell the people what you're here for. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Russ and Kayla Neese Experience. This is your man, Russ. And this is your girl, Kayla Neese. And together, we are the Russ and Kayla Neese Experience. That's right, Russ. So we're coming from different places because we are practicing social distancing. You are in... I'm in Queens, Queens, New York. I'm in New Jersey. And Malik, where you at? I'm in BK. BK is in the house. BK is in the house. (laughs) So we are bringing this show to you this week, but we have some new additions. We are now on Google Play, Ooh. Spotify, and iTunes. Yeah, we made yeah, it to yeah. iTunes, y'all. Yes. Yay. Oh. And they gave us an email address so y'all can connect with us through the Russ and Kayla niece at gmail.com email. So that's R-U-S-S-A-N-D-K-L-E-N. E-S-E at gmail.com. So you can connect with us there, ask us questions and different things like that. But what's been going on while y'all quarantined? Hey, listen, before we get started, let me just say, if Russ sound like he's talking in the box, it's because he's quarantined. (laughs) (laughs) My phone is in quarantine. Not me, the phone. His phone is in quarantine. Well, you know, that's what he wanted, so... If we sound a little choppy, stuff like that, then that's because we are in different places trying to connect and bring you stuff through technology. Yes. And listen, yeah. remember that episode where Russ talked about um, his Samsung? He had a Samsung 4 or something? Samsung yeah. 7, sir. Oh, 7. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're over here with iPhone 11s, right? What you got? What oh, do you have? Whatever the latest one is with the three cameras, that's what I got. That? Oh, okay, that's the 11. So we're here with the iPhone. We're team iPhone, and he's team Samsung, but so, he needs an upgrade. So you guys are trying to tell me something? Is that what you're trying to say, that I need an iPhone? Yeah, I think your phone is trying to tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> your phone is trying to tell you something. Samsung, <laughs> I need your help. Galaxy 7, I need your help. I need a Galaxy 9 or 10. <laughs> sound like a sponsor to me. I don't know. Yes, we that's need right. that. So what's been going on with y'all? Man, it's it's well for me it's been crazy not being able to watch any sports because all no sports are going on. So I've been kind of like in a little daze and a little haze here, but uh just trying to maintain like the rest of the country. That's right. And speaking of the rest of the country, what's going on in Florida with my man Andrew Gillum? Man, yo, you know that's Russell's boy, right? <laughs> I know that that's right. Andrew Gillum is his guy. <laughs> that yeah, is I don't, know, I don't know what's going on there. Hey, full disclosure, I actually contributed to his campaign when he was running for governor of Florida. Really? Yeah, because I listen, I bought into it. I bought into the Andrew Gillum hype. You know, I think what? I did too. You know, he only he only lost by what um thirty four thousand points or something like that. But he was mayor of Tallahassee from two thousand and fourteen to two thousand and eighteen. Mm-hmm. So okay. it was a a great run for him. Why are you guys Why are you guys talking about him in the past tense? What's going on? He didn't die or anything like that. He's not dead or buried, right? No, he you just heard the story. <laughs> you you heard the story while well, he's coming out of the public eye. So you know what happened in Miami? I think what happened in Miami for the audience. So he was a part of an incident in Miami. The Miami police responded to a incident at the Miami Beach Hotel about a week and a half ago. And so when they arrived on the scene, it was Andrew Gillum, Aldo Mejias, and Travis Dyson. Now, Travis Dyson is known to be a male escort, but Mejias was performing. He he some kind of way overdosed. They found two baggies of crystal meth in there, and he was having like heart palpitations. So Mejias went in and started doing chest compressions. When the police arrived, Gillen was in the bathroom, alleviated. From what I understand, he didn't have any clothes on, but he could not answer any questions because he was intoxicated and was thrown up. Wow. So what you got to say about that, Russ? 
Yeah. As I say, we got to make sure all the facts come in. I'm sure these are kind of distorted facts. And I, as I always say, there's three sides to every story. Your side, my side, and the truth. So we got to wait and see what's going on here. I need more facts. I need I need more I need more facts to see see if he did anything. You know, he's not charged with anything. He hasn't done anything, correct? Am I correct or Listen. He's not criminally charged with anything. So this is not right. a criminal matter. Right. But what he did do though, he he murdered his political career. <laughs> it was it was horrible. I mean, you're talking about facts. Okay, how many facts do you need? They even leaked some photos of the room they found some additional like pills going on there and then Mejia said he didn't even know Gillum so quote unquote they were coming from a wedding but what wedding where were they coming from and then there's a big age gap between them so Travis Dyson is 30 Angel uh, Andrew Gillum is 40 how long have they known each other they claim that they knew each other for a while where do they know each other from? What wedding were they coming from? Like all of those facts didn't come out, but the facts of what occurred in that room came out. Well, listen, I think we got to let Russ defend his man. So Russ, yes. what you got to say? Well, I think Gillen, maybe he was partying with a younger group. I mean, you know, in terms of the age, that, mm -hmm. that could have been a situation. We don't know, you know, they're saying that, you know, they took the pictures of him like three o'clock in the morning. Stuff could have took took place before that. It could have been like a party, whatever, before that in the room. We don't know that. All we're knowing is by going by, you know, what we're seeing and uh, what's been reported. So let me just mention this, Russ. This is for you. Okay. Right? Um, when you were forty, right? Mm -hmm. Did you could you ever find yourself like so intoxicated that you're throwing up and naked, you know, in a hotel room with two other men? No, I can honestly say that didn't take place with me. No. So that's the fact, though. I mean, that's what we know. We know that part. We don't know what they I were doing there, but we do know he was intoxicated beyond comprehension. He couldn't comprehend where he was, right? Mm -hmm. um, two of the men that were with him, one of them had heart heart attack symptoms, right, Katelyn? Right. They've He overdosed. Overdosed on crystal meth, right? Yeah. So those are facts. We do know that. But we don't know we when that, that took place, though. And we knew that one of the men did not know him. Mm. So I think at the end of the day, it's more of a, okay, maybe some other facts came out. He stepped back from the public eye because of all of this. And he did not, he's not the person that he portrayed to the people at the end because if he was he would not have come out with his statements and said that you know he apologized for the disruption and he was in depression after some after losing the gubernatorial race and he has started self-medicating mm. so at the end of the day he has a wife he has three children they have to deal with this too yeah. And at the end of the day, he's going to have to deal with his wife. I mean, that's going to be the person he has to deal with. But, uh, you know, he's guilty in the eyes of public opinion. You know, he's guilty in that. But I think he can recover. I think if you're remorseful, if you did that, if you're remorseful in this society in which we live in, you can recover. So maybe he's putting his his uh, political aspirations on hold, postponing. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, I'm looking at the report. You have, um, obviously, Andrew Gillum, who's 40. The other guy, Tyson, is 30. And then his friend, Mejia, is 56. Those are like huge age gaps. That's crazy. Yeah. But, but what does that have to do with anything with the with the party, with them partying? Like, what, what is that? Maybe, maybe he hangs out with younger people or people. Yeah, Mejia definitely said, Mejia took his hands up. He did his. CPR duty and he said I didn't have anything to do with this I'm not involved in this I gave Dyson my credit card because he wanted to get a room for whatever and I don't have anything to do with this I don't know Gillum basically Mejia's was like I'm not the one wait a minute so let me ask you this because this is what I'm a little confused about so Mejia is Andrew Gillum's friend or he's Tyson's friend he's Dyson's friend Dyson's friend so neither one of them really I mean, all of this Andrew is according Gillum. to the facts. Yeah. 
Oh. Yeah, he said he didn't know Gillum before that night. Gotcha. And now, once again, this could be true. I don't know. This is what I heard. Um, Tyson was on a gay gay male escort site? Yeah, Dyson. Dyson. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, Dyson. I know it's it's hard because his name is Travis Dyson, um, so it's like you combine the, the two. But um, yeah, that's what they said. Do we they have any evidence of Gillian Gillian being on a male escort site? No, no, I don't think that he was on a male escort okay. site. It was just that Dyson was known on IG to um, be into body uh, building and stuff like that, or trainer, and then he was on um, a site. Mm-hmm. Like an escort site. Escort. So, oh, wait, a yeah. minute. wait, you think this is normal behavior? No, it's not normal oh, behavior, okay. but no, it's not normal behavior. But what does that have to do with Gillum? Well, he's part well, that was abnormal behavior. And let me just say, I hate to say that because that sounds harsh. We got to kind of keep this in perspective. This is a married man with three children. Um, the allegations that this could be a gay hookup. Whether that's true or not, we don't know. But it doesn't look good for him. He's went into rehab, right? Because he said he was battling alcoholism. Wow. There's a history of that. Um, so listen, our prayers are with him. I I know we're making fun and stuff like that. Like I said, I contributed to his campaign. I hope, you know, he gets the help that he needs. And not really for the sexuality, just for the alcoholism. If that's and I, Right. And I think at the end of the day, it's live your truth. So regardless of what it is that you decide to do and you choose to do in your life, don't portray one thing and then live a different truth, like live Mm -hmm. your truth. And if you need to seek help, then you seek help instead of self-medicating. So we definitely going to pray for him. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You going to pray for your boy, Russ? Yeah, definitely. Yep. And, you know, our society, like I mentioned before, we're giving we're a forgiving society. So if he if he's having issues, if he's having problems, if he's very contrite in his apologies, you know, all will be forgiven. But I'm still rolling with you. Let me ask you this: What are we forgiving him for, though? No, I'm just saying. Well, I don't think he I don't think he's done anything wrong personally. In the well, you know, he's done stuff maybe personally in the eyes of his marriage, which that's between him and his wife. But he, I agree with that. He hasn't been brought up with any charges or anything like that. In terms of the drugs or the, the meth that was found there, he's not charged for anything. So, but he's in the eyes of public opinion about being there and what have you. Yeah, I think the, the public opinion, you know, we've had different politicians in the past, but public opinion is that they appreciate authenticity, you know, and it's like, make sure that you're authentic. Yep. And speaking of authentic... We have some different things going on in the world where you need to be authentic, like census and authentically answer your questions as to who's in your household and who is residing there because it is important. So I received a message earlier today about everybody's talking about these checks that the federal government is trying to send out and how are they going to know where to send the checks to? Well, someone sent me a message that they're going to know how to send the checks or where to send the checks and to who to send the checks to because you fill out your census. And April 1st is the census day. So what do you guys feel about that? Okay. So let me just say this, right? I hope people not looking for a check from the government. Like, let me fill out the census. Like, you should fill out the census regardless. You know, I don't think we understand how important the census are to us as a nation, as a country, right? But I hope people not saying, I got to fill out the census for a check. Well, I hope not either. Mm-hmm. Have you filled out the census? Yeah, I actually took care of it this weekend. And yeah. actually, you know, it really didn't take that long. It took me like, you know, 15 minutes, if that. Yep. Yeah, I did the same thing as well, Malik. It's, yeah, it's a 10-minute process. It's painless. Yeah, so it's, it's important that you do it. So for people yeah. like me who haven't filled it out, because I know a lot of people, I'm going to take the opposite, and a lot of people are like, that they're going to track me. They're going to know where I am. They're trying to keep tabs on me. The government just wants to be in our business. Why is it important for someone like me to fill out the census? Well, let me mention this. Um, census comes out every 10 years. So every 10 years, we try to do a count of 
the number of people that are in the country. And why that's so important is your tax dollars goes to the federal government. And now the federal government has to redistribute those dollars into different areas. And they're going to base that on the number of people in that area. So number one, who represents you in Congress, right? Those seats in Congress are based on the number of people in that area. So for instance, a couple of years ago, there was a huge migration back down south, right? Because right. of that, down south places like North Carolina and Atlanta actually got more money because more people are moving there, right? And they also got more seats in Congress because people are, are moving there. So that's important. I really think we got to kind of keep that in mind. So our funding, to recap, our funding, um, the funding that our schools get, the funding that we get as far as resources, all of that comes from the census or they use the census to determine that. So whether you're getting a check or you're not getting a check, it's important to fill out the census because you want to be counted so that your schools and your areas can get the funding, the federal funding, state funding, stuff like that, that they need. Yeah. And you know, something else too, that we're not really talking about back during the summer in July, the um, white house actually tried to put on a citizenship question on a census. Oh yes. I right? saw that. Mm -hmm. The reason they did this is one, they wanted to kind of block the number. So if you have illegal aliens living in a certain area they wanted to discourage them from actually filling out the census it's really important that we stress this it doesn't matter whether you're a u.s citizen or not you still should fill out the census we still need to know who's living in that area the number of people living in a particular area and i don't think that you have to particularly say the names or anything like that because i know a lot of people based on the things that have happened the tragic things that have happened to immigrants in the last let's just say three years, people are scared and they're scared that if they fill out the census that it's going to kind of target you and therefore they're going to come and take you and deport you or whatever. But it's important for you to engage in that and for you to fill it out because that's money for your children, especially if maybe you're not a citizen yet, you're going through your green card process or whatever, but you have children that are citizens, you need to make sure that they're going to get the funding for their schools and stuff that you want them to have so that they can have the best education. Yeah. And so the- And Kate- Go ahead. I'm sorry. And Kate, to piggyback on that, when you do fill out the census, they do ask you for your name and your birth date. Oh, they do? So you- yeah, you have to give up those things. Yep. If you live in a certain residence, yeah, they're going to ask you for the name and they're going to ask you for the birth date. So then I'm glad that they don't ask that question if you're a citizen or not, because then they mm -hmm. would definitely. I mean, I would be afraid if I was an immigrant um, and not a citizen, I would be afraid that they're mm -hmm. going to target me if I have to get that information and tell them that I'm illegal. Uh, -uh. I wouldn't fill that out. Yeah. No. But now, you know, what's so interesting about this? Um, if anyone's ever done, like they wanted to backtrack their heritage, where their people are from, who live where, they usually go back to those census records to figure out who lived in a particular area, how many people lived in that household, what were the names of the people in that household. So that's really important. No, this is historic. So you definitely want to be counted. And then mm -hmm. there's opportunities for people to make money working for the census. Right, Russ? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like from before the Corona outbreak, uh, coronavirus outbreak, I applied for the um, census, 2020 census, and I became, I was hired to be a um, field supervisor. So uh, that's been kind of put on hold now because of what's going on with the pandemic. But uh, I'm looking forward to working with the, with the census. And uh, people can get information. People can still do that now. If you're still interested in, in working for the census, just go to census, census2020.gov. And uh, they'll give you a rundown on different jobs that are available and what, you know, how you can be best served to, to work for the census for this year. And how much um, yeah. do you make if you're a supervisor? Uh, field supervisor, I'll be making $31 an hour. You're paid hourly and uh, you can only work up to 35 hours for the week. And I think all that to be a field supervisor, they base it on your um, on your educational background. They, they run you through all the, the whole gamut. They ask you whole types of questions, see where you could be best fit um, to serve the U.S. Census. That's good. So if you are looking for extra income, I think the field supervisor, I mean, the field workers, 
They have diff- all yeah. different kind of positions. I think they're like up to $18. So if you're looking mm-hmm. for a little bit of income, you can fill that out. And then while you're there, you can fill out your census too. And you can do that online. Yeah, that's important. And realistically, they're only going to be doing it like the fill workers from May to July. So after July, you, you know, temp job, but make it 18 to 32000 I mean, $32 an hour. You really can't. No, you can't beat that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's good numbers. I'm looking forward to working there once you know once we get through this. Yeah. So you can do that online. And then after the break, we'll talk about some other things that you can do since we're all homebound. We'll figure out what we can do now. Welcome back, everybody, to the Russ and Kayla Nice experience. Uh, we're talking about homebound. What now? So, Kayla Nice and, and, and Malik, you know, what have you guys been doing this week to deal with being homebound right now? Kayla Nice, what you've been doing so far? Well, first of all, Russ, I am podcasting from the comfort of my bed. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> there it is, yep. Because I watched, I binge watched. The um, Madam C.J. Walker story last night. Ah, uh, what'd you think? So that was what'd good. I thought it was good. I thought that um, Did it kind of reminded me of uh, Napoli Ever After with Sanai Lathan. Yeah, it kind of had yeah. that twist to it, where it was kind of like fairy okay. tale and it was fact and fiction, all in the same thing. So I liked it. I liked the depiction, and I thought that Did it was you? different. Okay. So. I did like that. Um, so, I've, mm. and Russ, you haven't, you haven't seen, seen it. Yet, right? No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that though. I saw a screen, you know, scroll on my uh, Netflix. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna definitely check that out though. All right, no, no spoiler alerts. We'll have to talk about that offline. No but uh, there you yeah, go. Here's what right. I will say. I'm yeah, don't tell me anything yet. Right? <laughs> now, well, I wish. So one of the things they keep stressing on it, it was inspired by the Madam C. J. Right. Walker story. Mm-hmm. So what that means is they took a lot of liberties in her story. They did take a lot of okay. liberties. And I didn't like that. That's the only thing I didn't like. I was like, uh, why do you know? Like, it just seemed cartoonish. It, it was, especially so, the fighting scenes. The, I didn't like that part. Yeah. I was like, CJ, no, why did that? No, 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 no. Like, you could have just told her story. It, she has a great story. So don't say anymore. <laughs> Was she fighting with a straightening comb in her hand? No, 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 no. We can't tell you. We, we can't, can't tell you. you. Right. So that means that that's, okay, that's so. your assignment, you know, to binge watch okay. some, you know, that, that TV show. Um, but other than binge mm-hmm. watching TV shows and uh, movies, different things like that, I know a lot of people have been binge watching like some movies dealing with um, different like outbreaks. And what was the other one that they had? It was another one. Like the, the pandemic, pandemic. Uh, and then um oh yeah. contagion. So I would I would recommend yeah. maybe staying away from those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would too. Because like, yeah. I yeah. had some people oh, no. right? anxiety. come on social media be like, I don't know why I watched Outbreak. You knew what it was before you watched it. Yeah. <laughs> and now you live in it. So like why would you want to watch it? Yeah, that makes no sense. It makes yep. no sense. Yeah. And so it, it increases the stress. So um, just a side note, one of the things that they said about managing the stress while you're home is to, you know, like keep yourself engaged in different activities, but also just to, you know, tell your children that they're going to be secure, um, that things are going to be OK, you know, and just do as much as you can to build your immune system. So that's just mm-hmm. now, are you getting out the house? Then you can go out the house, yep. like go in your backyard and and do something. You know, that's yeah. what I did. This week. I cleaned up, man. I cleaned up my backyard so I could go back. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, and that's another thing I've been doing. We did yard work. I had to negotiate with my teenage daughter for her to go out and pick up sticks because we have a lot of trees that line our property. Anybody that um, watches my motivation minutes or mapped it out. On social media, you'll see green, lush background. A lot of those videos are in my backyard. Hence, we have a lot of sticks and leaves and stuff like that. And somebody Somebody got to clean it up. up. So we're at the table. (laughs) We're at the table 
Make the kids That's do it. That's right. <laughs> We're at the table eating breakfast because, you know, we had made a nice breakfast. Now is a good time to get up since you got a little extra time and make those healthy breakfasts and things of that nature. So we're at breakfast and I'm sitting there. I'm like, I need you to come outside and help me clean the yard. I was like an hour. She was just like 20 minutes. I was like 40 minutes. She was just like, Girl, you wait, 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 wait. There, you girl. just ate your, your breakfast, right? And now you got to negotiate. Now you got to negotiate. Now you got to yeah. negotiate with your teenage daughter, you know, so that they don't get frustrated. <laughs> but they need to be outside doing stuff too. So the thing is, we settled on thirty minutes. I didn't really want to be out there that long either, picking up sticks. But you know, just did some stuff around the yard. Um, we've been doing mm -hmm. our home workouts and then I agreed to take her for driving lessons. Oh, mm. wow. Well, now's the time. There's nobody else here. <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> it's, it's, yep, the roads are clear. The roads were clear. That was before. Now, this was before we just yesterday went into the, um, you know, stay at home order. So now we got the stay at home mm. order going on no that was saturday we went to the stay at home order so stay at home order um so now we're like really homebound but we did driving lessons we did two driving lessons she's a little upset um for all my aries birthdays that are out there mm -hmm. anybody aries in the audience yeah nah my pops is an aries yeah my dad was an aries as well yep. yeah so all their aries birthday i know um a couple people online have been saying that they're missing their birthday. So we found her a cake and stuff and, and she's going to celebrate her birthday on Saturday. So mm -hmm. she's going to turn, she gonna up, turn in up in the house. And I told her that she can invite five friends, but now we can't even do five friends. Do so I'm looking party. for some, you know, technicals, you know, like savvy ways to figure that out. So maybe have people. Yeah. What? You know what I suggest? Yeah. Do a virtual party and have DJ nice. D nice DJ. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you know what? He might be doing it again this weekend. Exactly. exactly. Yep. There you go. Yep. I got you D nice to DJ. He probably would. You know what? I need to put um and then one of my my favorite Instagram um DJs, DJ Smalls, he DJed my daughter's Sweet 16. So he came out with a Chicago freestyle house mix, um, jersey mix, and it was real good. So listen to that when y'all get a chance. So, well, Kay, Kay, since, I don't think he got 100,000 views. I know. Yeah, and Kay, since you were, Kay, since you were part of uh, Michelle Obama's VIP list, I'm sure that should be no problem you getting D-Nice to perform for you and your daughter. <laughs> It should be no. It, should be, it no. should be no problem. Let me call first lady and and see what's going on. Absolutely. You know? Yep. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, Kay, did you see Tammy Roman's um take on work from working from? Home? I saw her. Uh, look, let me tell you, I cracked up. I watched that at least a good three times, and I'm telling y'all now, everybody, we started taping at about nine fifteen. Y'all got me from nine fifteen until three. Whoever. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you gotta watch this though. Like this is so funny. What's she talking about? Oh uh, well tell him. Tell him Malik what she said. She was like <laughs> she was like All right. She was like, listen, well no, okay. I'll I'll fill some of it in. She was like, yo, since you're working from home now, we wanna apply the same rules from home that exactly. we have Exactly. And I wholeheartedly agree. Okay. I wholeheartedly agree okay. that I talked to my coworkers. For at least, you know, we like to have our banter back and forth talking about what's going on. You know, right now we have a for at least 15 <laughs> minutes, right? 20 minutes. <laughs> right now we have a, uh -huh. a un, um like a non-traditional book club. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But we want to talk about our books, what's going on, who doing what, what's doing, you know, what's going on. I that's 20 minutes. I get my two 15 minutes because y'all know I was still working last week. So uh two 15 minutes, I get my hour lunch break, and then I gotta go to the bathroom. Tammy said at least seven times. At least 15 times, at least, at least seven times right? to get those bathroom breaks in, yep. Do you do you time yours, Kay? You probably time yours, right? Okay, I'm gonna be in the bathroom like six minutes. Six minutes. No, <laughs> I just keep doing well, that. Well, Tammy said we in the bathroom for seven minutes. Okay, so she said no, or oh. like five minutes. She said five minutes. We in the bathroom for five minutes. Okay, and we go seven times. So that's thirty-five minutes. Seven that's times. 35 minutes. So she said with my thirty-five. 
plus my 20, plus my 215s, plus my hour, and then my beginning, you know, 15 minutes, because I start work at nine, but I need 15 minutes to get myself together. And who don't need 15 minutes to drink a little bit of their coffee, turn their computer on? <laughs> don't come over to me talking. Because you know what a lot of these people will do? Now, all of my bosses out there, I'm a boss too. So, you know, I've been trying to take it light on my team, you know, for other stuff. I sent them out a message. You know, but don't be piling a whole bunch of stuff onto your co onto your employees, you know, and those co-workers that are at home, stay connected via text message. So my co-worker that I normally banter back and forth, my desk partner now, you know, I, I've been texting him like, hey, what's going on? What you doing? He's at home doing a, a, a home gym. So, you know. Make sure that you stay. So that's the hardest thing to do to work out. Yeah, from home. work out from home, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, you gotta keep that in. You've been doing that, Russ, because I know you go to Planet Fitness and they've been having the um free classes, right? Online. Yeah, yep. Yep, I've been doing that. But yeah, I, I've been venturing out. Like I'll go out and just take a walk, practice, you know, responsibility and self-distancing, you know, from people. You're not part of no gatherings, no crowds, or what have you. So I've I've been keeping fit that way. I've I've been definitely doing that, uh, which has been beneficial for me, keeping fit. That's good. So yeah. that's yeah. And get outside. Do that. You gotta right? getting outside. Gotta get outside. You don't have to be outside for a long period of time, but just get outside and, and just be responsible. Be that responsible person because it's more than just you. You know, it's all about it's about everybody. Everybody's in the same boat together. But getting some getting some exercise is very important mentally. Giving yourself some time to think. You know, getting out there, getting the yeah. you know the elements that thing in the air, you know what I mean? Not not breathing in the, the, the virus. <laughs> you know what I mean? People right, like that's that. crucial. You know. So, so look, are you reading any Yeah, so books? I told you about the um the book club, but I want to revert to Russ real quick. Um they said that you're supposed to get a certain amount of vitamin D or sunlight per day. So that's really good that you're getting outside, Russ. But when you're not outside mm -hmm. and you can't take those outdoor adventures, right? So I've been reading, we are book, I'm book, I'm binge booking. So that's what I call it. I'm binge booking <laughs> um, Ethic by Ashley Antoinette right now. And I'm on book mm -hmm. three. So I came back one day on my desk and book one and two were sitting on my desk. I was like, okay, so I guess my coworkers are going to make me read this, but I must say that they were right. And I definitely enjoyed the mm -hmm. story. I enjoy everything about the book. So now I'm on book three, there's six books all together. So I'm binge booking ethic right now. Um, but they have an interesting story. You were telling me Malik. Oh yeah, her and her husband, um, Jaquavis, right? Jaquavis Coleman. Jaquavis, yeah, exactly. So they're both from Flint, Michigan, and they've been together since they were teenagers. Really, since like fourteen years old. Can you believe that? Yeah, yeah. And it's funny. So he came from like a broken home. His mother was, you know, addicted to drugs. So you know that story. What happens is he becomes a drug dealer just to survive. Um, so one day he's being chased by the cops. He has drugs on him being chased by the cops and he jumps over the fence into someone's backyard, throws his drugs and keeps running from the cops. Right. So finally, when the cops stop, stop him, he doesn't have any drugs on him because he ditched them. So but he lost all that money. Like, oh, you know what? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He just lost all that money. And then he gets a phone call from one of his friends and says, so, um, I got this girl I want to talk to you. And he was like, what girl want to talk to me? And it happens to be mm. Ashley, right? And she was like, hey, listen, I saw you ditch the drugs outside my house. I have them. I my picked house. them up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In her backyard, right? I picked them up. So he met her and he was like, yo, since that point, they've been down ever since. He was like, yo, he knew. And she's beautiful. Um, she's, she was a she's a beautiful woman. Now, is this now hey, hey, quick question, Malik. Now, is this story part of their book, yes. like part of their books, or this is just like a prefix to like their story together? Well, now Malik is telling me the story. I can see like a, some of their stories are based in Flint. Um, that's number one. Some of them, they're urban fiction. So some of them do have, you know, kind of like the drug dealer or the retired drug dealer um, themes kind of running through them. So, yeah. Mm hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. So now here's how they got into writing, right? He was still selling drugs, right? They went to college, right? So he's selling drugs. They went to college. Um, she gets pregnant, right? And for some reason, she loses oh. the baby. And this was devastating. Yeah, well. that's devastating. Right? Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. So as a way to kind of keep her encouraged, he tells her, he was like, listen, I bet I could write a better story than you. And she's competitive, both right. competitive. And she's like, no, you can't. So she's writing her story. He's writing his story. And at the end, they start reading each other's story. And like, yo, this is pretty good. So they combine some of those characters yeah. together. So you have yeah. um, Maltu Flame. These are really good books by them. Um, the well, Maltu Flame, which and all of their books kind of weave into each other. Most of them. So Maltu Flame, which turns into Ethic, which turns into Butterfly. Then you have um, by both of them, you have the Cartels, and then you have um, yep. Murder Mama, Murder Mamas. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I have like a whole slew of books that I can binge, you know, and I just recommend reading anyway. We have a library that I've opened up to, you know, a few friends and family for pickup drop off. If they have homeschooling um, stuff like that. I know one of my friends said that she went to the library. My aunt actually went to the library and they normally do like 30 books at a time. Cause her, her grandson has to read like a book a day for his school. So just reading because reading, you can go anywhere. And since we can't go outside, since we can't really take those adventures, especially for us adventurous people, we like to go, we like to be, we like to see, we like to do. It's really good to be able to take an adventure through a book. So Kindle, mm -hmm. however you get it in. Right. And you got a book, Russ. Yeah, I do. I was you? just going to, I was just going to add another read to, to people's, uh, <laughs> Binge reading would be transition game plan that I have. Simple steps to achieving personal success. It's a great read. Uh, you can find it on Amazon, um, and uh, I'll show you how you can. You know, you can email me directly, and I can get you a signed copy of the book. On uh, this in these days and time in which we're living, transitioning is well. That's what we're going to be doing. Transitioning, and I have a game plan to help you out with that. So I recommend that to your book club there, Kaylanie. That's right. So is that your recommendation? That's it. his book is his, his book is the recommendation. Absolutely, my book. Yeah, put in your book club. No I, also, I also recommend the Alchemist. Y'all read that? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, the Alchemist. Great book too. Yep. If you haven't read that, and then mm -hmm. of course I have a book too. I have two books. Um, Amazon. You look, can look, find, look, yeah. Look, look, look at that! Look at that! Look at that! There you go. There you go. Stunning on us. Go ahead, Katelyn. <laughs> So you can find my book on Amazon, uh, Upon My Heart, Upon My Soul. It's poetry. Um, it's going to take you through a real journey. It actually is similar to Ashley and Jaquava's story where um, it comes from my life and the, some of the things that I went through um, being a teen mom until make me the person that I am today. And then 20 Beautiful Women. Volume Leah's in volume five that we had on our show, um, Bossing It Up. And then I'm in volume four. I have other friends that are in different volumes. So you can find them on uh, Amazon and you can find them Barnes and Noble. But you can also reach out to me on Instagram or something like that. And I can give you a signed copy, too. Hey, Kayla nee, speaking yes. of 20 beautiful women. Yes. Uh, a person reached out to me and they, you know, they said they saw our pictures with the Russ and Kaylanese experience. And one person reached out to me, not a family member or what have you, just a random person reached out to me and they said, that Kayla niece is the one of the most beautiful ladies I've ever seen in my life. Oh, well, thank you to whoever that is. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. You know, yeah. if you don't know what I look like, then make sure that you visit us on social media, map it out. <laughs> Yo, who's that family member? Like, no, <laughs> no, no family Keith member. That was just a random. It was Keith Murray. That was that family member. That was just a random person. Well, tell him I, yeah. I I appreciate that. And if it was a woman, I think that we're all beautiful. And I think that what makes us beautiful is what we have inside, and that brings it out. And speaking of beauty, I know that you're connected with those beautiful daughters that you have that live remotely. Yeah, yeah. And it's been tough for me personally, because I live here in New York. My daughter's living in Louisiana. So it's been tough connecting, especially when we have my oldest daughter who, 
you know, she she thinks she's invincible. And, uh, you know, she went she linked up with two of her friends and they went to the state of Mississippi to just to hang out because they know, you know, their graduation is probably going to be canceled and everything. So they got out. So we I had a discussion with my with my daughter on that, which was very eventful. But, uh, you know, kids are going to do what they do. Wait, uh, so like they were I'm, still traveling. So Russ, how old is your daughter? Sit again. My daughter's 18. My daughter's 18. And uh, on the state of Mississippi at the time, before all the mandates were ran down, state of Mississippi is one of six states that ha didn't have like a, uh, you know, like 50 people or whatever, like, yeah, before. mass crowd. Yeah, they didn't have that. So she was able to go to Mississippi and just, you know, just hang out with her friends and stuff like that. You know, I, I told her, I could just give you advice. So I told her this is, would, wouldn't be the best thing for you to do at this time, but you know, kids going to be kids. You know, I remember when I was 18 years old, you know, you take, you take, you know, you listen to the advice of your elders and you're going to basically do what you're going to do. So, you know, she did go, um, everything was fine though. That was great. You know, she came back, no problems, you know, now she's, uh, oh, thank God. There was a politician that, that had a similar conversation with his daughter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cuomo, right. Yeah. 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 Yep. What did, oh, yeah. what did he say? He said something to his daughter. Um, what was his thing? His he said, "Make decisions based on risk, right? Versus right, reward. right. Yep. So you had that yeah. same conversation with your daughter, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I was basically, I was basically telling her, like, you know, she lives with her grandfather too. But I was telling her, hey, look, you know, you know, you may think you're invincible, what have you. You know, you're young. You know, I was, I felt like that. You know, when I was young too. But the uh, you know, the risk would be like, you know, you can maybe contract the, you know, the virus and then, uh, you know, bring it back to, you know, your grandfather, something like that. So you got to really think about, you got to really think about, you know, what's going on because it's bigger than you. It's bigger than yourself. That's so, true. Uh, yeah. So that's. But everyone's fine. Uh, How did she respond? No, no, nothing. Everyone's yeah. fine. Oh, yeah. Everybody's fine. Yeah. Everybody's fine. And, uh, so that's good stuff too. And then my youngest daughter as well, you know, haven't had a chance to really reach out. Well, we, you know, we reached out here and there via text, but you know, um, it's been tough. It's been very difficult for me, let's reaching out to my daughters, you know, um, not being there for them, you know, not being the hunker down with them. So that, you know, that's kind of frustrating and it's, you know, kind of makes me sad a little bit, but you know, again, I'm just trying to be in constant contact with my daughters and, uh, you know, make the best what we have at this time. And I think that that's a good yeah. thing. Um, like you said, Russ, my daughter lives in Virginia, my oldest daughter, and she's 24. And so I've been keeping in touch with her this whole time. The good thing about her, below the Mason Dixon line, they did not have as many restrictions like you were saying. So she yeah. was still able to go out and stuff. And the one thing she was doing was working. And so she kind of works uh, with her hands and stuff. And she works in the mountains. So she's been working in the mountains, which is really good because it, it automatically gives you that social distancing because you're not mm -hmm. really with people and you don't have mm -hmm. people around. But like, you know, I was telling her the same thing. Just make sure that she stays healthy. Make sure that she's, you know, um, doing immune support things. I know a lot of people I saw on social media. I did it yesterday was kind of boiling the um the water with the the lemon rinds and stuff like that i say put a little essential oil in there if you got some fight or some immune support essential oil some defense which is citrus and stuff like that put a little bit of that in there but yeah and then like who's been reaching out to their family members like i've been doing two people a day i reach out to two people a day Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. I reach out to two people a day, connect with them um, just to check on them, just to make sure they're OK. I talked to my grandma, you know, um, some other people in my family, my parents. I went over to my parents house and they started dancing and stuff like that. You could tell they bored and they retired. <laughs> <laughs> Were they listening to these guys? Yeah, you left the house, Kaylin? Huh? Wait a minute. You left I the did. house? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can leave the house, Malik. Yeah, you can leave the house. You don't have to stay in. I don't know. I was talking to Russ. Russ was talking about locking everything down for 14 Oh, years. absolutely. Like everything should get locked absolutely. down. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Yeah, we should definitely do that. I don't you think so, Russ. Wait, 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 wait. Russ, explain your theory because Russ got his theory. Yes. And we got I into a heated argument about this, but go ahead. I think I think we should lock it down. We're seeing it in California. We're seeing it now here in New, in New York. We're seeing it in, in, the, um, in Illinois. 
which they are locking it down, meaning like... No, no, when you say lock it down... Yeah, that's what I want to know, because I have the impression that you were like, nobody need their house. No, 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 in-place shelters. You talking about... In-place shelters. You can't... Yeah, in-place shelters doing its down for like a 14-day span, in which what I propose is 24 hours, you get your necessities, whatever you got to get, you get those for 24 hours, you get those, you have 24 hours hours to do that. 24, 40, pardon me, 48 hours, pardon me, not 24, 48 hours. 48 hours to get your essentials, lock it down in in place shelters for a 14-day span. When you do this, that's going to prevent the spread of the virus, and you're going to be saving lives in the process doing this. So I'm, I'm a real component of in-place shelters. Very, very important. But you know what that sounds like. Huh? Right? That sounds like martial law. You know what that sounds and, like. And, no, and, not- and, and that's my issue. My issue is one, okay, you want to do yeah. 48 hours like Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte. Um, so <laughs> you're going to have people, literally, they're already bum-rushing the stores. They were already fighting over toilet paper. So you want to send people out for 48 hours and tell them they're going to be locked up for 14 days? Do you know the mayhem that that's going to cause? <laughs> you have... Don't it sound like the person? You have 48 hours to get to your essentials. You got to get more. But there are no essentials in the store, Russ. There's food in the store. The you get the food. You have 48 hours to do so. When you do and if you're on the street after the 48 hours, they get to kill you. If you're in the street after 48 hours, hey, look, if you're in the street, you get fined, or you do like they in China. When this when these people were out in China, what were they doing? Authorities were bringing them back home. So that's the chance you take if you're out here. These are drastic times, call for drastic measures. I think so, I think drastic. I think that really. I think the stay at home order is is good. I think that the curfew was good. I think that people need to adhere to it. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's really what it is. I don't think that you need to have a martial law that everyone has to be locked in their house for 14 days. Well, it's not martial law. I you get a chance to get out. Like, again, we talked about like that, what that's doing in New York. You can get out. You can get out for a while. You can you can you can run. You can well, jog. That's, not a, can that's not a lockdown then. You need your That's not a lockdown. You said lockdown. What I'm saying is a lockdown. It's not a a martial law lockdown, but we have some provisions. You can go out and about, but again, you're not going to be out there for a long time. But again... But let me ask you, what made you think of that, Russ? What happened that you go into that extreme? Well, I'm just looking about what what California was doing, how how they... they prevented a pandemic there, so they just went into that mode. They doing it for 14 days in the state of California, San Francisco, particularly, they've done that, and they've gotten results from it. So I'm looking at them, and I'm looking about what's about to come here in New York, in which when we get the testing, when those testings become available, more um, more cases are going to be, more people are going to be positive. So again, if you isolate the situation by people staying home for a number of days, like two, I mean, fourteen days, I think that might help it. Help the problem. We're looking at the measures of what happened in California, and we're looking at what's going on in state of Illinois. Well, like you said, when I was talking about um, Gillum earlier today, I I needed some more facts because when you said lockdown. And you said, um, what you say, in place, sheltering, like making sure I, I saw people not leaving their houses for 14 days. And that's a lot. No, and I'm not, not for that. Now, in place shelters, no, you get a chance to go out. But again, you're, you're warned, you get 48 hours to get your necessities, what have you. And then we lock it down. But and again, I don't know you about can, the 48 hours. Much. Did you see the, okay, so it's I was talking about. The movie Contagion. So you have people that like started rioting and stuff like that when they can't get the necessities and all of that type of stuff. And people are already stocking up on weapons for some strange reason. Like people really think that this is the end no, of the world. They think it's the end of the world. Yeah, they think it's the end of the world. And what happens in the end of the world? People invoke martial law where they say you can't leave your house. But with this, but this isn't martial law. This is in place shelters, and you have an opportunity to get out. Yeah, that just sounds like a fancy name for martial yeah. law. Like a fancy name. It, it sounds like in place shelters to me. Martial law is another name for martial law. In place shelters sounds like in place shelters to me. 
Well, I know the running joke in my house mm. is that, um, you know, I'm ready to go to Mexico if we have to or, or down to the um, down some, somewhere if we have to. Like if, Yo, if we get into like the end of days and stuff like that and it's real deep and we have to start evacuating and all that other kind of stuff, then I'm ready. So how about how about we go to the mountains that your daughter that she works at? We might we can go to the mountains there in Virginia, but um, there you I don't go. Know, everybody's flocking to the mountains. I thought about that too, so I gassed up the car and stuff. And now yep. is a time for like people to be instead. Of, well, I want to say instead of, but I don't think that people should go and be buying all of the weapons. I think people should really look at the organization that they have in their lives. Like, how many people? are really ready for an emergency like this really just proved that we're not ready for emergencies you got people that got toilet paper but yet they don't have all their credentials in order so say you got to pick up and you got to go or you got to evacuate how many people can do that right now how many people have their emergency preparedness like kits or packages or or you know information together do y'all that is true yeah not many at all it sounds like they need to map it out (laughs) yeah i know right (laughs) well that's what we do you know we provide organization and planning services but you know um i'm the type maybe i'm just a little like i don't watch um what was that movie that i watched the one time the day after tomorrow after i watched the day after tomorrow Uh i was scarred for life i was scarred for life i got all my stuff okay we gotta keep you away from (laughs) yeah i know right But you know what? So let me ask you this. What's your action plan? Like, what do you have in place right now? And I will be helpful to our audience. So what I have in place right now is what I say is I have a safe. And I don't think that this is just for now. I think that this is just for any time. So I have a safe. What's in your What's safe? In my safe? What's in your safe? What's in my safe is um, you can always have a little bit of cash, you know, in okay. your safe. Okay. Is it a particular amount? It, I'm just like going to say cash. Like $5, $500, $5, I would say, I'm not telling it? people how much I got in my safety. <laughs> <laughs> All these people with these weapons and stuff like that. I don't need nobody robbing me. So, What's so your address? I actually don't keep a lot in my safe. Um, but okay. I think that you should keep at least a little bit in your safe. Um, a lot of people do between 500 to a thousand. They say that you should have like a little cushion of that anyway, uh, whether it's in a savings account okay. or whether it's in a safe, you should have a little cushion. And then also I just have all of my important papers. Like let's just say the deed to my house, my life insurance policies, different things like that. If you don't have life insurance, maybe look into it. Um, passports. Um, stuff like that, okay. you know, just important Perfect. papers and also my degrees. Because if I go somewhere, it's in your safe. It's not, it's not hanging, hanging up, up on the wall. wall. Nope. Oh man, my degrees are not hanging up on the wall. I've I've never, and not to say that people that hang their degrees, some people have to. Like if you're a medical doctor, if you're a lawyer, different things like that, you have to hang your degrees on the wall. But I would say make a copy of them at least and put them in your safe so that if you have to pick up and go you have everything that you need to pick up and go and start over you know they also say that you should have like um i have one of those radios that can wind up instead of needing electricity for it i also have um now what about like cars you got electric i got a gas gas car so of course all both of my cars have gas in it and I would say okay. just have that now because guess what? The gas is so low. You might as well go and fill your car up just to make sure that you have, you know, gas in your car in case anything happens. You never know. You might have yep. to travel unexpectedly. You know, you know, you yeah. don't know. So you have 48 hours to do so. <laughs> <laughs> you have 48 hours to do all those particulars, put yourself and safe together and be involved in the in-place shelter. <laughs> but but I I want to I want to shout out those people that um have lost people during this time. It's it's really yeah. deep. And we yeah, talk I, about yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I I do as well. Um I I've been in a a, a text message um group chat with, with a couple of guys I play college, you know I play basketball with and um we lost one of the guys a guy named Dave Edwards who was a oh, great man. basketball player here in New York. Yeah, he uh yeah, he's only 49. He contracted the virus. He had um he had pre-existing conditions. Um, so yeah, he he passed in this you know in this particular deal. So I do know somebody. You know, when the when the numbers hit, you know, you're gonna know somebody who maybe passed away due to coronavirus. And I, I'm one of those people. I knew Dave Edwards. Um, 
super guy here in, New, in, in Queens, you know, man. Matter of fact, he, he played at Georgetown with John oh, Thompson man. for a year. He transferred out to Texas A&M, but yeah. And, oh. it, and the funny thing is, I saw him like, yes, I saw him this past summer. Actually, he's coaching, he was coaching AAU for young youth. And uh, I saw him, I haven't seen him in years, but we connected there. And, uh, you know, that's why it's really heartbreaking to hear, to hear that he passed away due to coronavirus. So my prayers go out to anyone that's lost anyone, the Edwards family, um, and then to you, Russ, and, and everybody that was affected, because we're all affected by somebody. You know, by the time yep. this is all over, you're right, we're going to know somebody that is affect has been affected by it or maybe yep. even has passed from it. And so Absolutely. we have to make sure that we, um, like you said, we do practice social distancing and we stay in the house and not watch too much TV. <laughs> Well, yeah, I've been I've been watching TV and, uh, you know, I don't really watch TV a lot. So now I'm watching a little bit of TV and I've been seeing like these commercials that's going on in terms of like, you know, how we're marketed. And uh, I want to get you guys opinion on this because this is this is troubling for me because, again, I'm watching TV now. So maybe I shouldn't be watching TV, but I, I'm looking at things like how things are marketed and I'm looking at a couple of commercials. Like that, marketing, <laughs> that, that seems to be marketing um, black women and, and white men. And like to me, oh, you know, I don't know, you know, imaging is important here. But it seems like to me, for me, just like being a consumer, just watching the, the imagery to me is it's kind of like a wake up, like an urgent call to black men to how we treat our how we treat our women, mainly black women. So kind of like, hey, can I interrupt yeah. you real quick? Sure. So, um, guys, this is the audience. This is to the audience. This is what happens, mm -hmm. right? When you're quarantined <laughs> for 14 days straight, <laughs> you start overanalyzing commercials of TV. Like, no, no, nah, not overanalyzing. I, I felt like it was like a wake up call directly to me saying, hey, oh. look, why, why is why is this happening? Because again, I'm seeing this with different products. And I'm seeing like five or six commercials. You know, I'm seeing. I think. Okay, I think. Let's break I, this down, Rush. What exactly are you saying? What What exactly are you saying? I'm. Before I clown you, I just want to make sure. I <laughs> what I'm saying to me, what I get from these commercials is, it is an urgent call. It is a call to black men saying, "Hey, look, we gotta treat our our women better because if you don't, our black women, black women, yes, uh -huh, yeah, black women better because if you don't, okay." Here's the imagery that's being placed in front upon us through the market. So you're talking about what, the interracial. That, that you're talking about women the interracial couples. To date white men. Right, interracial couples. Yep. No, Preferably. No. So you're saying that black women have an option to date black men, and that's concerning. No, 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 no. It's not concerning me. What is? What's concerning <laughs> well, me? You said it's an urgent call, so that means. That yeah, it's an urgent call to black men saying, "Like, hey, look, we gotta treat our black women better." Because we're not. So do you they, think, they, okay, so I'll, I'm going to interject here. Do you think that these commercials, and I will preface this with, this is what happens when you're quarantined. For, and you want to be quarantined for 14 days? So, 14 days, um, have 48 hours to do so. so. So are these commercials portraying real life or are these commercials, that will be my question. Are these commercials portraying real life or are marketers just trying to show diversity? Because one of our things back in the day was, okay, you're not showing enough. Like all the commercials are one-sided or, you know, mostly Caucasian. So they now you yeah. want to increase diversity. And what is the best way to increase diversity? Show interracial couples, show LGBTQ couples, um, show all different kind of couples so that one you're being diverse but you're being inclusive so i don't think it's necessarily an urgent call to black men I, th I think that it's more them trying to show diversity and market to all different you know groups well i think and not only that well hold on let me just jump in not only that right this is what's happening in society you know there's a show called mixes that shows an interracial couple that's based on real life, okay. right? So this happens. Black men date white women. Black women date white men. 
right? I think where you find love, you can't really like hold it's out against true. people. You gotta find and love. And I think that can. when you're marketing, that just shows both extremes. I mean, because you could have, uh, you know, uh, let's you know, Latin women dating white men, or or Asian women dating black men. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like mm-hmm. you can have all different, but to have a black woman and a black and a white man or to have <laughs> that bothers me. No, it doesn't bother me at all. I know this is reality, what have you, but again, me looking at it, I'm looking at it as a call to action is an urgent call to black me being a black man, that's what I'm saying. That's what it seems like it's portrayed. And now Kaylee, you talked about commercials you know, portraying real life. I'm going to give you guys another example of another commercial I saw, okay? It's about a phone carrier, right? It's a black family. <laughs> I don't know if you guys, it's okay. a black family, right? And they're talking about having, like, one phone, you know, or having four phones, right? So each, each of the family members were given four phones. And then it goes into the exploits, like, okay, that's great. But in the event, if we only have one phone, so what they did was they had the mom place the phone on a on a on a on a table the next thing you know is a free fall the dad is diving for that phone the the dad has the phone then the daughter takes a trash can and hits him in the stomach he loses the <laughs> phone and, and and then the father recovers the phone and then the, the then the son drop kits the, the dad through a door now uh, is that commercial hey guys have you ever heard of like cabinet <laughs> You know what you yes, yeah, exactly. Love. But yeah, guess what? I, I mean, now, that, happens on, that happens on commercials all the time. So I think we're we're gonna say this. Don't feel bad if you are using an iPod, I mean iPad, and um, you know, TV to entertain your children or entertain yourself instead of having these like real sophisticated color-coded schedules all the time so don't feel bad but make sure that you have your kids on the schedule but make sure that you do not overindulge in tv because see this is what's going to happen and when we come back from a break we're going to give you some game plan steps and some motivation for your time at home to maximize your time and to make sure that you're using it efficiently Welcome back to the Russ and Kalenice experience. Hey, Kalenice, Malik, that was a great discussion we had about being homebound. Yes, that was a really good discussion that we had about being homebound. And I don't know, I don't think I'm going to be watching as much TV. I think I'm going to be binge booking <laughs> from this point on because I don't want to start overanalyzing the commercials. Yeah, skip the commercials if you got to watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Malik? What are you going to do? Yeah, you know what's so interesting about this? My wife said something that made so much sense to me. She said that this is probably God's way of correcting the earth. So we're looking at the negative, all right? But part of the positive is that there are less people, like, in their cars polluting the earth. Mm -hmm. There's less planes out there. People find a new way to stay home. So now, like, they get a chance to bond with their family. So we kind of have to look at the positive. Definitely. Yeah. Let's not dwell. It'd be a silver lining to all this. Yeah, that's a good point. It is. I think I read something that um, Venice, the canals are clear now. Um, And China, the deers are roaming free. You know, and just, like, nature is starting to reverse what damage that we've yeah. done so that's really really and you great. know malik malik you know? it's always the women always come out with great points too right so we got to shout out the ladies <laughs> yeah. yes exactly. yes I all women out there malik <laughs> and then if you and if you boot up, up let's make sure we don't have a whole population of sagittarius's when it's all said and done so make sure that you are maximizing your time and you have a game plan step for them, for them to be able to use their time in a variety of ways. Absolutely. Right? Yes, Russ? I do. Yes, I do. So yeah, when you're, when you're, when you're setting a game plan to uh, setting steps to maximizing your time, a GPS that you should use is create a schedule for your time. 
you have to understand that your time is your number one priority and it's important to you and people that um, people that count on you as well. So write a schedule, write it down, put on a post-it, paper, what have you, journal it. A lot of people do that. Be detailed to the minute. I like to do that as well. I have like a schedule time in which I'm doing this. At 10 o'clock, I'm going to be doing this. Write it down, be detailed, create a schedule for your time. So Kayla Neese, I know, you know, we talk about the motivational tip and I would love to hear your motivational tip for this week. So you talked about making your time a priority, Russ. And so in this, we have an abundance of time. So how do we, like you said, schedule it minute by minute? I use a different strategy. I use doing 60-20-20, 60% of scheduled time, 20% of unscheduled time, and 20% of time of spontaneous time. So that way you have that, that spontaneous time. But I want to motivate you to actually take some time, one, for yourself. Make sure that you put an hour of personal time in your schedule, not just now, but for the rest of your life. Make sure each day that you have an hour of personal time in your schedule. Two, make sure that you are able to uh, visualize some things. The law of attraction is real. Also, they call it self-fulfilling prophecy. So visualize yourself achieving some of your goals during this time. Say you have everything scheduled out, but you want to visualize yourself. Take a minute and what does it feel like? What does it look like you accomplishing these goals and attract those things to yourself so that you are able to accomplish whatever you set in your schedule? And the last thing that I would say that you should do is believe in yourself. Believe that you are able to manage your time. And I'll be offering a free time management class. So if you want to, you can hit me up on Instagram or Facebook, mapped it out. I have a time management online class. You can complete it in three sessions and you can do it now while you have all this extra time. So that whenever you go back to your regular schedule, you'll be able to incorporate all of those time management techniques. But believe in yourself. You are able to manage your time with ease. You're able to manage your time effectively. And you're able to do whatever it is that you need to do in order to accomplish your goals. So I want to leave the audience with that this week, Russ, that you're able to do mm -hmm. it. That is so good, Kayla Nisa. You talked about believing in yourself and, you know, and believing what you do. And like every week we're here every week for you guys we believe you know I, we want you to believe in our podcast the russ and kayla Neese experience and we can be found on spotify itunes um other other platforms as well and i want you guys to connect with us uh we have a we have an email address we're at russ and kayla Neese at gmail.com i spell that russ r-u-s-s -S, the word and a-n-d K-L-E-N-E-S-E -E -E at gmail.com. Connect with us. We're here for you guys. We're here. We're here to do this all together as a group. Hey, Caleb. You're able to send us, yeah, questions. send us questions. You're able to yeah, interact yep. with us. And then we'll be opening up some segments. So we're we're progressing, guys, and we want you to continue this journey. Absolutely, with us. absolutely. Where can they find you again, Kaylanis? They can find me at mapped it out. M-A. P P E D it out on all social media platforms and Aikishalanese.com. Mm, great, great. And I could be found on Instagram. Where can they find Sure, you? I could be found on um, Instagram at R Will Transitions with an S. Um, also, if you want to know more information about my book, Transition Game Plans, in which the game plan steps come from my book, uh, you can always contact me via email at um, R Will Transitions at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. On behalf of Kayla Nice. EP Extraordinaire Malik Means. I'm Russ. We thank you so much for listening to the Russ and Kayla in this experience. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care, everybody.